Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey. And Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Manu. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we do here every single day. It is Thursday, December 17th, 2020. Our quote of the day, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. And that is from C.S. Lewis. I love that. I love that too. You know, I don't know why, but that one just makes me 
think of the stock market. (laughs) (laughs) Not where you probably thought I was going to go with that, but you know, a lot of times people feel like they haven't started investing at the right time. Like, oh, they missed the boat or they're too old. I talk to a lot of people who are, you know, older and they're like, I don't have savings and I don't have you know, all these things. And I'm like, well, it's never too late to start. If you listen to our episodes with AJ Gupta, you can put $20 a week away. And he has a way to help you make $320,000 out of that in, um, in a period of, I think it was 20 years. Mm -hmm. Um, if you put a hundred dollars away, you can have $2.2 million. There are a lot of tricks on how to, um, how to kind of, you know, use the power of compounding to save and and have money make money. Um, you just need to be educated on it. And luckily, if you're listening or watching to the show, we got you because I'm obsessed with that. I think mm-hmm. financial security is so important. I think anybody can do it. As we've talked about, you could, you know, maybe give up your coffee for a little bit, not your Dunkin's, but your Starbucks. It's more expensive, right? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Definitely. No. It is. No, I but like you can make your cake cups at is. home if you wanted and yeah, like save yeah. some money. Like whatever is going to cost cut for you. Um, I think you, there's a way to do it. And as we've learned, focus, um, where you put your focus, energy will flow, right? Where focus goes. Where focus goes, grows. energy flows, right? Flows. Guys, my yes. brain is just starting to maybe come back. I just got another <laughs> night's sleep under my belt. So. Um, but where focus goes, energy flows. And so wherever you're going to put your focus, that's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to feel. Those are the results you're going to get. So, you know, I had a conversation with a friend yesterday who I was advising, uh, in the midst of all of my chaos, but you still have to be there for your friends. And, you know, um, this friend is starting to lose friends for the first time in their life and doesn't understand what's happening. And I said, well, it's very simple. (laughs) You are used to having incredible, loyal, amazing friends. But what you don't realize is where you started, Jeff, is everything okay? Yes. Oh Sorry, my God, I just, you covered your mouth like something horrible just happened and you scared Jeffrey. me. To be totally honest, I think I had a little too much coffee this morning and just a bit of indigestion. Okay, Sorry to interrupt perfect. the show. <laughs> um, so anyhow, this person worked with like elite performers. And when you are with successful people, generally they're not going to be jealous of you, <laughs> right? Because um, it's just how it goes, right? So I said now... You're spending more time with people who are jealous of you because they can't get to your level and they don't know how to handle those feelings. And so there's a lot of friction and there's a lot of stress and there's a lot of um, anger and resentment and stuff like that. I go, so what you have to realize is it's not you, it's them. Mm. And now you have to start to think about how you can... um, you know, reassess these friendships and figure out a way to spend less time with those people until they can become happier in their own selves because they're going to drag you down. What happens is then you have to keep feeling like you're explaining who you are and you have to keep trying to show them that you're you're nice and that and then you have to start to try to get on their level and getting on their level means being negative or any of that stuff. And so now you're losing yourself trying to make these people feel differently about you 
when you're never going to make them feel differently unless they have the success that they want, that they see in you. So I said, you know, unfortunately, this is what happens. This is why they say it's lonely at the top. Why do you think when you hear Justin Bieber's song about how lonely he is, right? It resonates with me because I understand I've lost people in my life and I have felt tremendous like guilt and responsibility because they're going to make it seem like you, oh, you went big time. Oh, you know, you're too big for your britches or, oh, you went Hollywood. And like people say this stuff to kind of pull you back in and make you feel like you're the bad one. When in fact, they're not being happy for you. They're resenting you. They're jealous of you. And so I was counseling this friend and, um, and so it was, uh, it was interesting because I've gone through all of it. So I see it so clearly, right? Like I wish, I wish somebody would have been able to explain things in that same way to me, because I remember at different jobs, I would deal with it at like jobs and, um, and you get so sad cause you're like, why does it have to be like this? Mm-hmm. Um, and it is unfortunate that it has to be like that, but now you have a choice, right? Your choice is, am I going to continue to try to pander and try to tell them who I am and, you know, try to show them who I am until I exhaust myself into, you know, burnout, which I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, or are you going to say, I'm letting go of the rope and I'm going to focus on people who want me to be happy, who are happy for me and my success, who want to lift me um, and find a new squad like our mm-hmm. Hill Squad, right? Um, you know, when I think about what we're going through right now, if I was going through this right now at some of my other jobs, they there would not have been an empathy level or an understanding level. I know because I've definitely gone through stuff. Um, when you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. When I was, you know, one job for sure. Um, I know my executive producer, Eddie, when I was going through this with my mom, she was incredible. And, um, and very, very loving. She was a very warm woman. So I was lucky there. Um, but, um, but, you know, now kind of being here, I've got the heel squad who's amazingly supportive. I've Mm -hmm. got, you know, Dunkin' Donuts, who's our partner, you know, they came in to be our partner. And then within just, you know, a week, you know, things were exploding here and, you know, madness. And they were so kind every step of the way. 
um, you know, you guys have been so supportive through everything. So, you know, you have to kind of find your way. I don't know how I got onto this specific story from financial stuff, but here we are. But here we are. And I'm sure it was helpful. I hope so. Well, and I think too, Maria, this is so helpful for people because I've been in those situations and I've been lucky in this last year to have you and to be able to talk to you about this. But before this, it was like, uh, who do I talk to? Right. And a lot of people don't have someone of your knowledge, right. And your wisdom to say, Oh, I mean, it's lonely at the top, right? Like, hi, I've been, I've been here. I've gone through this and this is what happens. So I think you talking about this and everyone listening and being able to learn from you, it's just, it's really nice and it's really cool. And, I mean, we do that every day. We learn from you. But this is such an important conversation because it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's really, really hard. Really painful. And your top doesn't have to be my top. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I say lonely at the top, it could be the top of whatever your profession is. Mm-hmm. Right. My mom encountered a lot of jealousy at her job in a school cafeteria. Right. When you are great the people that feel they can't get up to your level are going to just keep trying to tear you down to theirs. Mm -hmm. That's just how it goes. I think one takeaway that I've sort of learned is trying to have friends that don't necessarily exist in the same competitive professional space that you do. I think especially for me in entertainment, I mentioned it a couple days ago, I think, but a lot Mm -hmm. of my friends are like working insurance or like I've got a really good friend who's an actuary. And what I love about that is, you know, it's, None of that sort of passive aggressive competition element. And I mean, Marie, it's true for you too. Your OG friends are like your high school pals, you know? And I think that, don't you think that's been important for you as you've mm-hmm. had this crazy career journey? Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, I know I have Joe and Alyssa, mm-hmm. um, my like loyal ride or dies. I've got Dimitri, my loyal yeah. ride or die. And I was saying to my friend, I'm like, we're lucky we even have each other. Like we mm-hmm. understand each other so deeply and so so perfectly. I said, if you have one person in your life that gets you and sees you and loves you unconditionally, you're so lucky. Yeah. And I I think, you know, there's this kind of, you know, sometimes I've had that moment where I feel like, oh, I don't have like a lot of friends. Like sometimes you feel like you don't have, you look at people and they've got like these big squads and you're like, wait, what's wrong with me? Yes. But it's not like that. That's not. And by the way, you don't really know the dynamics in those situations, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of them are kind of faux anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them, you know, we experienced something together where, you know, there was this tight knit group of friends and we're there for each other. And then one got sick and it was like, well, really, are, are you guys there? Cause, um, I'm not seeing that actually. I think you're all there in the good times. That's easy. Mm. Are you there in the bad times? Right. And the bad times, my friend just went and did my Christmas shopping for me. Right. Because even though under normal circumstances, I would cancel Christmas right now. And I highly advise that for people. If you are in a crisis, cancel it. And I've canceled it every year since my mom got sick with like minor, minor exceptions this year. There's just certain things I just have to do. Um, and so my friend did that for me. Um, you know, you you can't just be there in the good times. That's not what a friend is. You know, a lot of people don't want their lives interrupted with sadness, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want your holiday interrupted. You don't want your, you know, 
Saturday interrupted because your friend is sad. Well, guess what? It's going to come around. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be there for people for it to be reciprocated. Um, I don't know how we got into this, but we did. No, I love that. And but, I want to touch too really quickly, Maria, mm-hmm. go back because I think it's so important. And I know that especially like as a young girl growing up, it was always like, wait, why don't I have this big group of friends in high school and in college? And I remember my mom saying in college when I joined my sorority and I didn't immediately click with like 10 girls, right? It was like our squad. She was like, honey, I would have been worried if you did. Mm, wow. Uh, Damn Deb with the wisdom. I know. Yeah. I, it literally stopped me in my tracks and I was like, whew. And then I saw months later that they're not there for each other. They're, you know, and I was like, wow, mm-hmm. it's so true. So you are so lucky. You have that one, one girl, that That's one it. guy. It's just like your OG friend till the end. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's good. That's I really good. Deb. I know. Because it is suspicious when you see people who are besties after five minutes. It's like, that's not real. Like, you can't. That's You need more time. You need to cultivate friendships. Yeah. Damn, well, Deb. It's like relationships. Like, you know, even like, you know, um, boyfriend, girlfriend, 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 whatever your thing is. Um, you know, I always remember in the beginning, I was just watching Kevin. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. Is it going to really be there? Let's see. Let's see. Right? Are we going to really grow together? Let's see. Like you have to just, there are checkpoints in a relationship where you realize, like, it was funny, yesterday was, uh, I mean, it was kind of absolute, like, chaos here. Not chaos in a bad way, but just, like, the doorbell ringing a million times more than it already is. Um, I had to meet with a team of nurses, a team of caregivers, like, everybody in there their mother. And of course, Chris, our nurse friend is an angel and he came yesterday and he helped us out with some stuff. But anyhow, we were, I'm trying to figure out kind of the phases of my mom's care. And, you know, um, it's, it's a lot and it's really overwhelming. And what was the point? Where was I going with this? Can you help me? Kevin? Yes. You were talking about watching Kevin. Oh, and- so the, the home health nurse that's helping oversee and manage with, um, everybody looked at me and she goes, you guys are an amazing team. Hmm. I was like, we are and like my Scooby voice. Really? <laughs> and, uh, and she's like, yeah, she's like, you guys just are like this, 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 there are no feelings hurt. Everyone knows like they just do it. No ego. And I'm like, Oh, thanks. I'm like, yeah, well, we've had a lot of experience in crisis. <laughs> and I was like, and, you know, we've we've been a team. We've been working together for so long that we have a rhythm and we kind of know what each's role is, I guess. Um, but, you know, you have to see. And even this morning I had an epiphany where, not an epiphany, but a realization where I was like, wow, if I was with anybody else right now, would they be okay with Christmas just being what it kind of is, right? I'm still trying to make it the best Christmas ever. But, you know, we have certain traditions that are just out the window now. Um, and not only that, he is already like, if I have to be the night nurse, I'm going to be the night nurse. I'll be with her. I'll, you know, I'll watch her. I'll take care of her. Like, you know, when my mom, the day before she was admitted to the hospital, he wasn't afraid of getting covid he literally took her to the bathroom. He's like, I've, I've mastered the no look potty session, <laughs> you know? And so I, 
I think that I knew who he was when I first met him. And when he said he was a caretaker, I was like, oh, that's it. You're done. I'm going to make you fall in love with me. It was like a witch spell. And, <laughs> uh, and I've gotten to see him be tested throughout the years, you know? And so it's always interesting to me when people get married so quickly. I'm like, you haven't gone through any of the tests. Like, no judgment on people. Everybody do what you want. But for me, I need to test somebody through everything, right? Mm -hmm. And like Kelsey, when we first were driving to Connecticut from Florida, Joe was like, hmm, she might pass the test. Like, this one's in the back of the SUV working like a crazy person on her laptop. I've never seen anyone work the way this girl works. She is a nonstop energizer bunny the happiest, most positive, consistent human I've ever met in my life. And that's why I think you are a true angel that was sent. Um, So, Oh, I love you. You make me cry. Anyway. (laughs) And then Cindy Dale confirmed it, which is funny. (laughs) But, um, you know, you have to see how people handle different things right in your life and uh, and for me you know trust i'm pretty good i can give trust but like to give full trust you have to really earn with me you have mm-hmm. to show me and so um yeah it's interesting it's interesting to see but i feel i feel really blessed to have the people i have in my life and i know too that there's always a weeding process it's like i was telling my friend i said they're good until they're not good mm. And that's why you have to really be careful who you trust with your most intimate things. And my friend is very trusting and just puts it all out there everywhere. And I'm like, you have to know that when it's not good and you don't know when that moment's going to be when they turn and they start to become jealous or whatever, you never know. So just be judicious. You don't need to trust a million people. Like I said, if you have one confidant, you're that's more than enough. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyhow, that's my friend's talk, I guess. And yes, it's never too late to um, to start anything, to start a new career, to start investing, to start finding friends. Maybe you don't have friends. Who knows? I remember, um, I remember a celebrity, I won't name her name, but she had gone through, you know, a big breakup and she was vulnerable enough to say, I don't have any friends. I was wow. very just involved in that relationship. And she actively sought out friends, created a little posse of people. And, uh, and I admired that vulnerability. And so, you know, you, you can start anything at any time. And as we know, where focus goes, energy will flow. So did you make sure you put your focus there? Did your friend yesterday hear you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, but it's a painful process. Absolutely. So I've been I've been advising on multiple occasions. And I said, listen, because this person was like, I, I almost had a breakdown. And I said, well, what's it going to take? All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past. But as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. Is it going to take the breakdown? When are you going to realize that it's not you, because right now in this moment, you know, it's not you, but when you're with them, they make it feel like it's you. And when is it going to be prioritized? Like, when are you going to prioritize you and your mental health and your happiness over trying to prove yourself to these people who are just envious of what you have and what you are? In the most blatant ways, by the way, like it's so beyond obvious, Mm. Um, doesn't mean they're bad people. It just means that they're in an unhappy place. And, you know, I've had bosses that are in unhappy places and just are tearing you down so that they can feel better. It's like their little, it's their little um, spinach or something, their Popeye. Like, they shit on you and they feel better. (laughs) You know what, though, I love, Maria, is... You're right that to outsiders and to close friends, which you are to this person, it is obvious that mm-hmm. that is the mechanism this person is working with. But when you're in it, it's not always obvious because we all get hooked. You know, we talk about mm-hmm. a lot on this show getting hooked either by your emotions or by a desperate need for other people's approval. Mm-hmm. So I, for people who are going through this right now, you need that person who can call it out for you. Yeah. You need that close friend who can be your eyes when your eyes aren't exactly seeing 2020. Mm-hmm. And so I love that, you know, it can seem obvious on the outside, but it's not always obvious when you're on the inside. Yeah, for sure. And it's, and it's going to be a painful process, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but one of the advice I have and the way I've done it, Kevin and I have this like saying, like we shuffle off to Buffalo. It's like a little dance, right? You just start to see them little, little less and a little less and a little less and a little less. And then, you know, when they start to grab, because they're like, we still need you, you know, like a parasite to a host. It's like, oh, I'm just really focused on my work right now. Oh, no, you're amazing. I love you. You're incredible. I just, I'm really focused on this right now. Just, just gently, gently extract yourself so that their feelings aren't hurt and you can get out of the situation. And so that is the only way I know, maybe we have an expert that will come on that will share a better way or a different way. It's the only way I know to do it gently and, um, and, you know, and finally get the result that you want. And who was it? Was it Jay Ray, you guys, who talked about writing them a letter? Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah. I think that's another great way. Yeah. I feel like... I feel like it's very rare that someone can handle that level of directness. That's true. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's kind of scary. Like Jay Ray's like Bronx girl, very like, yeah. So the people in her life would expect that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's for the rest of us, the yeah. rest of us are so passive. 
right? That uh, that would just freak somebody out. Um, and so I, after that episode, I had contemplated doing it with a few people or one in particular that was just demanding of my time and didn't understand that this was not that type of relationship. Um, and so, but I was like, no, it's not who I am. So that yeah. advice doesn't fit for me. Um, my way is just a little less communication, a little less communication, a little less communication. And that doesn't mean that that, by the way, if you're listening to this and I'm not communicating with you a lot, doesn't mean that that's what I'm doing with you specifically. <laughs> Cause it's like some, so many friends like watch this stuff. I'm like, no, I really just can't talk, but yeah. there are certain people you need to extract yourself from. And then that's just how you do it. Um, well said i I like that you pointed that out it's one thing i love about this show we say all the time is we're providing you tools Mm -hmm. for some people if you have the right personality that j ray letter writing might be the exact tool you need but especially you know in professional situations you have to sometimes do the dance a little bit yeah speaking of shuffling and you don't you want to handle it with tact because you can't undervalue the you know, still the currency that you have in a professional relationship. So just Mm -hmm. wisdom and judiciousness, like you said, Maria, when handling these situations and having that third party who, you know, has your back to guide you through it. I think at least for me, that's sort of the way you can manage it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I want to do an episode with somebody, by the way. So it was funny. I even had a caretaker tell me that I was too nice. So when the caretakers tell you you're too nice... (laughs) You're like, oh shit, I go, everyone's been telling me my whole life to diva up. It's funny. Externally, like bosses have planted stories about me calling me a diva and all that to try to like hold me down and like shit on me and stuff. But it isn't who I am, truly. And so I remember my lawyer telling me like, you know, you get a diva up. And then Kevin mentioned the other day, Christian Carino, who was an agent of mine at CAA and then went on to date Lady Gaga famously. He said the same thing. But when a caretaker tells you, right? <laughs> what was the context? What were you doing? Um, ju- it was just, just an observation. Nice. <laughs> it was an observation wow. that this this woman had. She was just like, oh, no, I noticed it right away. You are too nice. And I was like, oh, shit. Because, wow. you know, yeah. But I want someone to come on the show because I know it's not just me. And if if I if I assume properly and the only time I would like to assume – I assume most of the people who are on this Hill Squad with us are the same. Yeah. Um, I think it would be nice to have someone guide us through some steps to kind of be able to own our power in that way without mm-hmm. feeling the effects or the the you know environmental um, descriptions of what a female asking for what she needs is like. Um, I agree. I think that would be a really cool episode. I agree. Because I think a lot of it comes down to people pleasing, right? And yeah. like, especially women, we are taught by society that we need to please. Mm-hmm. And then, so we're just overtly nice. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you get in this habit and you, it's hard to break. And then when you do one little thing, it's like, oh, you're a B. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a diva. Oh, yeah. you're a... And it's like, oh, great. Well, now I can't win. Yeah. So I have to be so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I love that. Yeah. Let's get it, Jeff. Let's get right. it. Um, P.S. Shout out to everyone who uh, it is December 17th, as we said, who are going to have perhaps a white Christmas because of the blizzard that's, you know, attacking the East Coast. Jan and did is, say it was snowy this morning. Is this blizzard <laughs> covering all of New England? 
You know, I'm seeing it's kind of like Philly and New Jersey. Um, I'm oh, Connecticut big... got it. I'm looking at my cameras. Ooh, a lot of snow, a lot of snow. It's crazy. It's the biggest East Coast winter storm um, in two years. Um, and it's threatening up to two feet of snow in some areas. It's going to hit hard and fast. But in, I, speaking of a white Christmas, it's, uh, yeah, 14 inches in New York City. Jeez. Wow. New York does not need that right now. Jen sent us a video of her dog, like, frolicking in the snow for the first time. He had never seen snow before. It was the cutest thing. But, like, how crazy, guys. Before all this COVID stuff happened with my family, um, we were going to be flying home yesterday. (laughs) Like... That was the day we had in our calendar. We were like, okay, we're when we had to cancel Thanksgiving because they were sick, we were like, oh, this is, um, you know, this is what we were going to do. <laughs> I just the thing, think that thing, who knows? I think the universe keeps just trying to say they can't go back to Connecticut. <laughs> My dad yet. does not want to hear that, though. No, um, I know. So, yeah. But it's... it is crazy. Because we you guys were even talking about Maria was trying to get everyone down earlier she was like okay if we can't do thanksgiving you guys come down like the 10th they'll be Mm -hmm. fine and kevin legitimately was like no the 16th it will be the 16th yeah it's crazy um i will say for our um our heel squad and everybody who's listening and watching um my dad is doing better little quick update he is doing better i'm trying to prevent him from regressing because he keeps wanting to go to work and we have to like physically fight him not to um, but he's somebody who needs to do stuff. Right. So, um, I think, uh, you know, he's stable, thank God. And my mom is the one who still needs prayers. So if you guys can send prayers, it is a, a very tough situation. I'm going to leave it at that because I can only handle so much emotionally and we will leave it there. But I will say it's time for our Duncan Duncan break. Yes, um, it is. Because Better Together and Duncan are better together. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We are. Um, I have my coffee. Oh, my dad was like, thank you for the coffee, Maria. And I was like, kind of can thank Kelsey for that one because she's the one who did the actual run. But what's funny for you guys is Kelsey was going to get K-Cups at Duncan today for my dad because he likes to use his Keurig. And, and so... I had to call him right at nine. Kelsey's setting up the show. And I go, Dad. And he's like, yeah. I go, when you go to the store, will you grab um, K-Cups? Um, because Kelsey screwed us. <clears throat> Kelsey screwed us. And she didn't get them. <laughs> this is how it went down, you guys. I said, hey, Maria. They didn't- I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy, Maria. My mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis. What do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way. 
T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I didn't have K-Cups at Dunkin' this morning. <laughs> Maria calls her dad, Kelsey screwed us. Yeah. Was, it was pretty funny. And he's he's on the phone like, what? Yep. What? <laughs> Meanwhile, I have to share with you guys. So um, we do have so many caretakers and people coming in and out of this house. So it's always nice to have a nice treat to make them smile so i've got a dozen donuts here and i'm just gonna like kind of do this and i don't know actually jeff do you have the like decorative stuff because i don't want to touch these for people because yeah, that would be yeah. gross um i'm gonna try to get close to the mic and show these donuts but they're beautiful <laughs> because you know to celebrate the end of hanukkah wow. we have some hanukkah donuts maybe pull one at a time they're yeah. really pretty so if you have someone in your life that is sick Go grab a dozen donuts, put it on their doorstep, and tell them that it's there. It's mm-hmm. a nice way. This box is beautiful. It's cheery. Um, you know, it's it's nice. It's a nice gesture. Um, and uh, so many fun flavors. And they're so pretty right now. They're mm-hmm. like snowflakes, donuts, and um, sprinkles. Sprinkles. And I believe if you order on the app, they'll actually bring you. Um, a dozen to your door through Duncan Delivers. So check out um, the app because you can potentially, I'm pretty sure I have this right, you can have it delivered to you. But you can. Have... I'll hop in. It's uh, The program's called Duncan Delivers, okay. but it's through Grubhub, DoorDash, or Uber Eats, depending on your area. So Great. go online and then check your zip code and they'll let you know which app. But Duncan does deliver, which is very exciting. Yes. Very exciting. I know. Kelsey's like, so do I have to stop? Can I stop making <laughs> runs? Okay, look at that frosted. So guys, I used to, do you know that I used to frost the donuts too? No. I, I used know. to make the donuts. Yeah. So I used to have fun like on St. Patrick's Day, I would decorate them like a Cute. certain way. And so, um, you know, it was a lot of fun, but they had like, they've stepped it up. Like the Hanukkah donuts are beautiful. Do you have a Hanukkah one? Yeah, these are, this is the donut you might not recognize Maria because it's new. This is the holiday donut they're really excited about. It's got this beautiful, beautiful purple frosting with mm-hmm. white sprinkles. I'm going to take a bite right now. Yes, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, what's this called again? Wolf Jeff bag or loves something? the excuse. Meanwhile, I quit <laughs> sugar um, a couple weeks ago because mm. of my A1C levels. So I got to get my A1C levels um, a little bit more in in, uh, in order. Yeah, so Jeff's our So our Jeff's girl. our taste tester. <laughs> yeah, well, this is my favorite partnership. I'm like loving every <laughs> second of this. But do you so have good. the ones with the star, the, the star on them, Jeff? Yeah, I got special I've got, ones. I've got snowflakes. I don't have the stars. Okay, maybe I'll touch the one. Touch the one. But like, come on now. Hold on. They've got these in like blue and white. Yeah. Ooh, that happy one, Hanukkah. So that one's jelly filled. And then there was a, the one that has... Oh, yeah, I see the jelly. Uh-huh. The darker blue oh is cream filled. Please. <sighs> I know. I love the I love that we're supporting both our Jewish and our Christmas celebrating yes. uh, audience through Dunkin' Donuts. We got a star David on that blue donut for those who are listening on the podcast. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. I think yes. uh, I think it's it's a great way, like I said, to add a little color to your holiday or your get together. You can put them on a really pretty platter. Um, it's just taking donuts to another level, guys. And absolutely, you know. America runs on Duncan, but so does Better Together, and we are proud to be partnered with them, and um, and it's definitely keeping me going. My favorite donuts over the year changed in life. Did you guys have the same thing? Like, 
I went yes. from like cho- chocolate frosted was my jam Same. growing up. Same. Oh my The long Lord. one. Did you like the circle or did you like like the, the long, sticks. the stick? No, I always liked the circle. Mm, I was a stick girl. And then I, I loved like the um, glazed sticks. Mm-hmm. But then in life, like I eventually got to the plain sticks. Right. And those are my favorite, um, most delicious ever. So... I have I have to find I think I told you this Maria I'll have to ask my mom one time I wrote a book I was like maybe 10 mm-hmm. about how my dad ate my donut because we used to stop <laughs> Do you still have it yes I think my mom still has it I'll ask her that's great it's phenomenal because we used to always stop on the way to skiing to get donuts it was a thing mm-hmm. and he ate it so I wrote a book so guys we live for donuts <laughs> in our house like Kevin that's like our favorite thing mm-hmm. is to like get a dozen donuts and like sit in front of the tv and he eats literally all of them in a sitting and this is the best right this is so bad all of a sudden he'll be like literally like that like literally can't even speak and i was like well it's called a sugar high and you've crashed because you had decided to have 10 donuts and he does it with pizza and pizza exactly he'll eat this huge ass large pizza and doesn't know why he's in a coma later. Like, be a human. <laughs> eat, like, two slices, three slices. The whole freaking thing. And it's not, like, a cute little one. Like, no. they're the big. <laughs> it's, it's massive. It's the size of this studio. Oh. But um, anyway, um, if you guys are staying home for the holidays like the rest of us um, and you don't feel like making your own, Dunkin's got you covered. Go get yourself some beautifully decorated Dunkin' Donuts and enjoy. In the meantime, let's get to our chat with Dana Max Pomerantz. She's a fashion designer, writer, and founder of the Be Happy Project. It's a platform with half a million followers. And uh, I used to wear her fashion when I was on Extra. Um, She was a fashion mogul in New York. And then Dana Max embraced her plan B and has learned that true success lies in gratitude and an outlook in life. She encourages others to do the same through her popular Instagram, the Be Happy Project. And we're going to chat today about some practical strategies to get happier. Dana, welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How is the beautiful snowy uh, <laughs> I, view? I, uh, it's it's pretty beautiful. And um, it's, it's just magical looking at snow. I, I love it. So yeah. I'm looking at it right now as I'm speaking with you. So yeah, but you're lucky. You're in sunny LA, right? Yes. I mean, Florida. listen, it's the holidays. This is when you want some snow. You don't want the sun. Like, I I wish, like, we could have the sun and then one day it just dumps snow on us and then the next day it's warm again and can melt it all and we can sit by the pool. My dad was actually, so we were, we just renovated and uh, my dad was sitting up on the balcony with the tinfoil. <laughs> This is when I knew he was really great. No, he wasn't. Yeah. And it's funny because we had an appointment with this doctor last night. He's like, you're out of your window. You're safe. And I was like, but I'm still going to wear a mask and gloves and stuff around him. And he's like, yeah. He's like, the CDC changes all the guidelines all the time, but he's totally safe. And I was like, okay, good. Anyway, he's on the balcony with his tinfoil, catching his tan with his mohawk that Kevin shaved for him. It was really (laughs) funny to watch. Um, But yeah, we, we enjoy the sun and we enjoy it you know, the warmth, but it would be nice to have a white Christmas. That's just ridiculously yeah. perfect. Like have your cocoa today and enjoy. Exactly. exactly. And my daughter's like, 
you know, psyched to go out and play in the snow. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a good time. It's like our first real snowstorm. So it's exciting. I love it. So Dana, you had, um, you know, you had this great career in fashion. What pivoted you into this next, you know, part of your life? Yeah. So, um, you know, in a nutshell, I had a dream since I was seven years old to be the next Diane von Furstenberg. Um, And so I always followed that path and I wanted to be a fashion designer my whole life. And um, I went to the Fashion Institute of Technology. I, um, you know, was a designer for Marc Jacobs and Betsy Johnson. And then I started my own company in New York City, which we used to send you clothing when you were on Extra and E and everything. So um, we go back. And so, um, you know, I reached a certain level of success, but because I was self and family funded, I just could not compete against the big boys. And, uh, you know, it's a lot about who you know and how much money you have. So Mm -hmm. um, I had to make the very difficult decision to close my business um, after almost a decade of having uh, my company and being in the fashion industry for almost 20 years. And um, it it felt like I lost the love of my life. Mm. Like I went through um, such a grieving process. I lost my identity. I didn't know who I was. I had no purpose all of a sudden. I mean, this was what I thought my path was going to be forever and always. And it just didn't work out that way. And um, through a lot of talk therapy and self-help, I found myself and I started the Be Happy Project when I knew I was going to close my business and let go of my dream. And um, I named it the Be Happy Project because we have to learn how to be happy in this moment. We can't tie our happiness to tangible people or things, uh, a a relationship, a promotion, success. And that's what we're taught. We're taught that happiness is from a result Mm -hmm. and it's not. It has to come from within. And so I worked very hard on that the last, I would say, six plus years. Um, And for the last six plus years, I've been in a place of just peace and contentment and happiness. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. (laughs) you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Every day, no matter what happens to me. And I've had very difficult things and, um, you know, challenging things happen to me over the years. Um, So it's about reframing our mindset um, and also redefining ourselves. Mm, Wow. I, um, I was saying after surgery, I'm like, we need to redefine success because we're all trained that success is like, you have to have this massive success in this empire and yachts and Porsches and all these things to show that you did it. And, you know, and that's not 
true success. Like true success is like fulfillment and happiness. And what I think is interesting for you to share with everybody right now is, you know, I felt like when I heard I had to let go of my dream, you know, when someone is so laser focused, like it sounds like you were on what you wanted to do. And now you realize it's just not happening and I have Mm -hmm. to let it go. Um, that sounds excruciating. It is. Thank you for saying that. Cause I think a lot of, you know, if, if you, if someone breaks up with you, people have an easier time understanding what that loss and grief looks like, or if somebody passes away in your life, things like that. But when it's a dream, people don't really understand that. Mm. Um, and so I had to look within, even though I had my support system around me, nobody really understood what I was going through. Um, and it is, it's a gut wrenching, um, situation. And, um, especially like you said, when you're hyper-focused on something and you know, you're capable of reaching real success, um, it is very hard to go through it. And what I learned also is that we need to define success because success is subjective. And I never had a true definition of success. So every time I reached a milestone, it was never good enough for me. Mm. So that's everybody though. That's everybody. Every time something great would happen, I'm like, okay, cool. What's next? Yeah. Like, oh, New York Times bestseller. That was amazing. Whoa. Okay. On to the next thing. Exactly. So we take away (laughs) in those moments, we're unable to be grateful for the things that have happened. Enjoy the process, enjoy the journey. And so I'm in this place now and amazing things have come my way because I'm in a place of peace and contentment. And so I listen to my intuition. I practice the art of the pause. I practice non-attachment, all of these things that kind of in, when you pile them up, it creates this beautiful perspective on things. And so if I face rejection, if I face heartbreak, if I face any of that, I still know myself mm-hmm. and my happiness, my joy, my peace, my contentment, my existence does not depend on those moments. So what are those things that you practiced? Can you share with us exactly what you did so that other people can apply it too? Yeah. So what I practice, you know, I think it's several things, but I think um, definitely talk therapy is really important if you're going through um, a very difficult time in your life, finding a good therapist. And a lot of us can now find therapists through our insurance. They cover it. Um, so there's plenty of options out there. Um, in conjunction with that, what I did was I had to let go of the shame that I felt. I was so concerned about what everybody would think of me. And I mm-hmm. perceived myself as the failure. Mm-hmm. So I defined, I couldn't even look at all the success that I had because I never reached this like gold star that I, that I created myself. And so um, you have to learn to let go of the shame, the guilt. You have to forgive yourself, forgive others. And, you know, I think later on, you're able to look back at that failure and look at it as a, an opportunity for growth. Mm -hmm. So now I'm able to look at it that way because I never would be where I am today if it weren't for that path. And so in conjunction with the therapy and practicing those things, um, practicing the pause so that you're not reactive, you're not coming from emotion. Um, if somebody rejects you, if an opportunity doesn't work out, if someone doesn't see your value, you just step back, take a deep breath, practice. I practice a lot of breath work and meditation and you just, you pause. Um, the other thing is gratitude. Um, 
learning how to appreciate the little moments of joy because little moments of joy collectively create long-term happiness. And so when you're able, I, I wake up every morning, I, I say a blessing. Um, I go to night, I say a blessing. I have an app on my phone. It's called gratefulness where I input every day, something I'm grateful for, even if it's something small and I add a photo because I'm visual. And mm. so I can connect everything better that way. Um, you do that. You also practice non-attachment. I think non-attachment is huge, um, which means you're you're in a place where you're allowing things to be what it is instead of trying to make it into what you want it to be. How do you do that? And, Give me an example. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, you know, if something comes my way and I'm practicing non-attachment, there's almost like this buffer between myself and the opportunity. Um, and within that buffer, and, and it's like a mental thing, you're just, you're, you're breaking lifelong habits that you've had. So I say to myself, I'm grateful for this opportunity. I'm grateful for this moment. Um, I, you know, repeat affirmations over and over to myself. Um, but my value and my worth is not based on that moment. My happiness is not tied to that moment. So I'm able to sort of put this buffer between myself and that, that opportunity. And think to myself, okay, I know who I am. This is a moment in time. This is not like the end all be all. Like, you know, I'm grateful for what this is. And it's really practicing gratitude over and over and over in your mind until that inner critic, that inner mean girl or mean boy shuts up and you can focus on the joy in that moment. And that's what it is. It's quieting our inner critic. Um, And it's just, you get to this really awesome place. And I'm so grateful I'm here, really. Wow. So Jeff, do you, can you cue up the picture or pictures of me wearing Dana's fashion? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm pulling it up now, Kel. So I'm, now I'll screen share. I'm curious um, to share up, with Jeff. everybody. And I'm wondering, you know, when that moment happened, yeah. did you ever consider just going back and working for other people in designing and working for like a Mark Jacobs again? So there's oh, one, by the way, <laughs> I remember that dress. It was beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, you were you were so sweet, and um, yeah, you know a, that's what a lot of people told me to do. They said, "Why don't you go back and work for another designer?" And I just felt that I was, you know, I was coming from an industry, honestly, where their word meant nothing. And so the reason why I started the Be Happy Project is I wanted people's words to mean something. I wanted my own words to mean something. Um, and so I that really wasn't a choice for me. I did not want to go back. I wanted to find something with more meaning and value and a higher purpose. Were you as happy as you are now when you were fighting for your dream and living your dream? Because you were successful. It's not that you weren't successful. It just, you didn't go to where you wanted to go. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think I had a skewed uh, vision of what happiness was. Mm. And so because I was on this, you know, dedicated path for so many years, I thought that happiness was going to be starting my business, you know, um, being able to dress, you know, beautiful women like yourself, um, being on the covers of magazines, being on TV. I thought that was happiness because it made me feel good mm-hmm. in those moments. Because they're but achievement I, notches. That's what the yeah. world tells you is supposed to make you happy. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I realized after and, and leaving my dream behind, I, I realized 
wait a second, that was not happiness. Those were, that was like a happiness high. Mm. That was a real. And so I'm now in a place where yeah, these amazing things happen. Like I'm speaking with you and I'm so grateful for this, um, but it doesn't define, you know, happiness. You know, and I think back then I would have been like, oh my God, this is what happiness is. And um, you just sort of learn a healthier, more balanced way of looking at things. And you you are in a place where you're so much more grateful. Like I was never really grateful for all the things that came away. I thought that's what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow. 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 Um, I think if I could hop in quickly, Maria, yeah. I'm, I'm really interested in what you're saying, Dana Max, because... When I heard you say the art of non-attachment, I assumed it would be when bad things happen, don't attach yourself to it, which of course is part of it. But the example you used was when amazing things happen, don't just attach yourself to that. That's so important because I think a lot of our like listeners who have done some of this work know that we can't tie ourselves to these bad moments. But I think it's so interesting that you can't tie your value or worth to these really high achievement moments because those are fleeting just as much as the bad moments. Exactly. Yeah. It's really related to the good and the bad moments. You have to learn how to ride the waves of life mm-hmm. and life has ups and downs. Life is going to do what it wants to do. We, we know this and there's only so much control that we have. The control that we have is in our perception of the waves coming at us. And so if you're able to stay in sort of this neutral place, live in faith, not in fear, that's a big one. And, you know, they take up the same amount of energy and live in this, this beautiful neutral space. You're able to actually be present in the moment and practice subconsciously practice the art of non-attachment. And you're just letting things be what it is. You know, you're not in control of this situation, whether you believe in God, a higher source, Mm -hmm. the universe your intuition, whatever it is, that's where you, you lean into. Wow. Yeah. I think that's kind of like the yogi way, right? They say just to kind of be like here. And then when you, when I think back to Dr. Rao's episode, um, you know, he taught us like good thing, bad thing, who knows, right? Everything that happens, like we don't know what this moment is leading to and what that moment's going to lead to and what that moment's going to lead to, right? Like if you listen back to my episodes with Anita Morjani, she wrote that book, Dying to Be Me. Have you heard about that? Yeah, I have heard of it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so she talked about when she went to the other side, how like past and future were all happening at once. It was like a giant tapestry of her life. And so what I remember of that is that it's all – already happened. <laughs> and yeah. so this moment is the past. What? Yep. This moment is the past already. Yeah. And so we don't know how it's all going to check her out and what it's going to end up being, but yeah. there's there's a, a meaning and a purpose to every moment. And so like in the shower this morning I was like praying and talking to my angels and just like crying. I was like just don't want my mom to be in pain i was like please god like give her a miracle and you know i just i had i have to like give in and i don't know what's gonna happen and i have to be okay with whatever it is because i have no control and i just have to be prepared for whatever and 
to, you know, like it was funny. I realized when I was crying because she said something yesterday. She said, what did I do to deserve this? And it broke my heart. That's uh, I, I, I sent a prayer up yesterday and the day before for you and your family. And um, I don't know if this will help at all, but um, my dad uh, in October coded 19 times. Oh my God. And fell on the floor, coded 19 times. The EMS, the emergency room doctors all said he's going to die. Prepare yourself for his death. He has an old man's heart. This is what the, the doctors were saying. And I, I refuse to believe it. And in that moment, I, I can't do anything. I'm not a doctor. I don't know how to help him in that way. My sister and my husband are giving him CPR when he was on the ground. And in that moment, all I knew to do was pray. And I said, in this moment, I can lean into fear or I can lean into faith. I don't know what's going to happen to my dad, but I need to have faith that the angels are helping him, sending him the right EMS, the right doctors, all of that stuff. And I had to tune into my intuition in those moments. And he was in the hospital for over a week unconscious. Wow. And every second I decided to lean into faith, not fear. And so intuition has a lot to do with it because if I was listening to the noise of the doctors and the EMS, and they did a fantastic job on him, but they were saying opposite. They were, they were leaning into fear. Well, no, they're also leaning into, I think, um, Dana, is they lean into what their experience has shown them in a, yes. in a majority kind of way. And they're, they're, they are coming from fear too, because they don't want to let you down by saying he's going to be okay. And then he's not. So they give you the worst case scenario because that's the safest for them. But yeah, I mean, they just kind of like when my mom, you know, had her tumor coming back, everyone just kind of looked at me like, okay, this is probably going to be it because when it comes around again, that's usually, you know, the goodbye. And I was like, no. And I used the same thing. I said to everybody in the house, I said, we're going to, we're going to um, have two words guide us in this part of this journey. And it's going to be faith and patience. And mm -hmm. so last night, my dad and I were having a conversation in the kitchen. And I said, listen, I firmly see her holding her grandchildren. I do. I do. Do I believe that she might decide to give up and I have no control over that? Yeah. And so I said, we have to be ready for anything. But at the same time, I believe she can get better and I believe she will get better. We have to just have faith and we have to be patient and we can't think that we can rush things. Because yep. as I was sitting in the shower today, I was like, this is what I said. This is so crazy. I go, okay, God, I know that there are probably, and I don't want to be like egotistical about this. There's probably lessons I need to be learning here. Can we just speed up the lesson so it's not at her expense? <laughs> I was like, can we just, you know, hurry up and get her out of pain? And, and I, I'm learning. I'll learn fast. I'm a quick learner. So let's just like accelerate the learning. If there's stuff here that I need to be learning, because- I do believe that that's part of the journey, right? Every one of us, my dad, my husband, myself, we all are supposed to be learning things in this journey. That's why things are happening the way they are. Um, at least that's how I rationalize things in my head um, so that it makes more sense. I think you have a really healthy way of looking at this, and it's, it's such a traumatic experience what you're going through. Um, and there really are no words, but when you when you don't know what's going to happen in life and you're living in the unknown and you have a lot of p 
people saying things to you around you that, you know, don't necessarily sit well in your heart, you have to lean into faith. It, it, and it's not, it may not help the situation in May, who knows, but you're going to feel better going through the experience because you feel like there's, there's this universe around you that's supporting you through this. Lean into the fact that you see your mom with your children that's what you have to replay in your mind over mm -hmm. and over and over again. And I remember when my dad was on the floor and when he was in the hospital unconscious and they told me he wasn't going to make it, I kept imagining my sister wanted my dad so badly to walk her down the aisle. And I just kept, no, 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 he's going to be here to walk my sister down the aisle. And she's not, she doesn't even have a boyfriend. <laughs> but I was like, that's what I was, that's what I was leaning into this, this wow. visualization. That's extreme faith. I like that. <laughs> we know how hard it is to find someone nowadays anyway. <laughs> But that's what, you know, I knew that, that my sister, I was thinking of her, like, you know, she would be so upset about that and, um, you know, all these things. And so we have choices in life, right? Yep. And it doesn't mean that we're going to change the outcome. It may. I do firmly believe in the power of prayer. Yeah, I really, too. really do. So my, my daughter and I, when my dad was on the ground, all we did was we stood outside waiting for the ambulances and the EMS to come and all these, the police. And I was holding her and I said, we just have to pray for Papa. And she was praying with me and she was like 18 months old. And so you have to do that to get yourself through. Um, and I, and then when my dad came out of it, I was able to have an honest conversation with him about it. Like, what, what's this journey like for you? And, you know, it, it helped me to, to heal a little bit, um, understanding his perception of it um, and not just sitting with my own. Because I think if you understand the other person who's going through it, they may, ve they may have a very different view on the experience than you have because they're going through it. You're uh -huh. looking at it from the outside. So it's, I, I think it's beneficial, too, to speak with your mom. And I know it's hard to hear the things she's saying, but it's her truth. And you want to hear her truth. You, yeah. you want to know those things. I know. I told her I was really sorry. I was like, I'm so sorry you're going through this. Like I, I've, she said some things that really freaked me out. And I was like, okay. At first I did just ignored them and denied them and was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like playing dumb because I did not handle it in the moment. And then the fourth and fifth time she said the same thing. I was like, okay, mom. I'm like, you've got to get strong. You've got grandchildren coming and they need you. And she looked at me and she goes, yeah. And I go, yeah. And I could feel her contemplating in that moment, whether it was worth it, whether she could hang on, whether she couldn't. And the next day she shifted. I felt her shifting, but by the next day she shifted. And I was like, mom, are you excited for grandchildren? She goes, very excited. And I go, okay, good. And then she was getting talkative and stuff, but like she kind of ebbs and flows because of the pain and because she's just, I think, wrestling with what the current state of situation is, you know, when you're bedridden and everyone's having to take care of you and you're, you've lost complete, you know, control. That's not an easy thing. But I, I had another moment last night when I realized I used to ask my mom when I would go to the children's hospital. I used to do these events. Sorry, guys. I used to do these events at the children's yeah. hospital for the you terminal feel, ill. You gotta feel these things. Um, every year for like over a decade, I would do um, makeover days for the children at the children's hospital, the terminally ill kids. And I would bring in the top hair and makeup artists 
and I would create the most amazing gift bags and we would just make it an amazing day, not just for the kids, but for their families. Cause I know how hard it is. Well, I didn't know personally how hard it was for the families, but I wanted them to be happy too. Now I really know how hard it is for the families. You know, the sister who's not sick, who now doesn't get as much attention because, you know, the kid who is sick is getting all the attention. So we would give them makeovers or the mom who's exhausted from everything and doesn't feel pretty because she can't even get to the makeup table like we would make her up. And then the kids who were too sick to even come to the day, we would go to their rooms with gifts and I would have, you know, Chris Evans, you know, would come or Dane Cook or any of my celebrity friends would all come and, and spend the day with us. But I used to ask my mom when I'd come home because you have to put a brave face and your goal is to just make them happy that day and make them forget that they're sick. And I used to say, I'm like, mom, why does God make kids sick? And she said, Maria, if they didn't, if it didn't happen, how would we have any empathy? Right? Mm-hmm. Where would we get empathy from if we didn't see things like this? And so I remembered last night that in my mom's next moment where she doesn't feel like fighting or she feels like, why is this happening to me? And what did I do to deserve this? I'm going to say that back to her. I'm going to say, remember what you told me. And maybe that will like remind her of of something that will like click for her. I don't know. I thought about that last night too. It's so hard. You're her strength. You're her strength because she's not able to be strong for herself right now uh, for various reasons. And so the fact that you said that there was a shift in her just by you giving her some of your strength, your energy, you got to keep doing that. Yeah. She needs she needs as much strength and energy and vitality to get through what she's getting through. Yeah. So keep, keep doing it on the side. You, you in your own safe space. You let your heart grieve. You let your heart cry. You let whatever it is that you're feeling in that moment, do it. But when you're with her, give her your strength. Yeah. She needs. It. How is your keep dad now? Hmm? How is oh, your how's dad? my dad? He's good. He, um, he, thank God he's, uh, he's with us and he's good. He definitely has, um, you know, some things because he was deficits um, yeah, for so long, but, um, he's here and every day he's here. I am grateful no matter what else has come from it. Um, and so I'm just grateful for his existence in this moment. How did you, I don't know what's to come. Yeah. How did you deal you know, being the founder of the Be Happy Project, how were you happy during that week when he was coding and he was in the hospital and all these horrible things were happening? Like, I'm sure you had your moments. How did you pull yourself out? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm human. And the way I look at every human is we're perfectly imperfect. And so um, I had my my moments where I was crying to my husband on the phone. Um, you know, he was at home watching our daughter and I was in the hospital. We were sleeping on the floor in the hospital for days. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily happy. And I think if you're somebody that's, oh, I'm happy through real struggles and real trauma, that's just putting on a brave face. You know what I mean? That's not real happiness because you can't be, you're, you're feeling things. And so um, what I did was I was in faith. I wasn't in happiness. I was in faith okay. that whole time. Um, and for me, you know, believing in God and, and 
like you said, angels and things like that. That's where I was leaning in. And, and also when I was, you know, sharing on the Be Happy Project, I didn't focus on my own stuff. I just sort of thought to myself, you know what, there's plenty of people out there who are going through really, really difficult situations right now, loss, um, pain, heartbreak, all those things. And so I'm not alone in going through this. Mm-hmm. And I know by sharing posts about faith and, and joy, there's other people that can lean into that, that maybe can't lean into it themselves. So they turn to this platform for that. And so I I didn't want to lose the fact that, you know, I can help serve other people even through my own um, struggles. I love that. I think that's such a a great tip for everybody. And that will be our social post hint, hint, Kelsey, um, (laughs) is that, we, when we're in a hard time, live in faith and patience because it's not on our timeline. And if you can live in faith and patience, you're going to get through it a lot easier, but also you're vibrating something positive despite, you know, the circumstances and doesn't mean you have to be rah, rah, happy, positive. It's the faith is enough positivity to help you and the ill person or yep. you and the person in hardship get through. Um, and that's what you're doing with your mom by by telling her, no, you're going to be here. You you have to visualize your your grandbabies. Yeah. Like in that moment, that shift. I mean, that's all I do through the Be Happy Project is I'm able to shift people's mindset. And that's what you're doing with your mom. And so And so it goes because mm-hmm. then your mom can take that and shift not only herself, but shift somebody else, like live through compassion more, um, be grateful for this moment more, even as much pain as she's in, whatever it is, it's a ripple effect. Yeah. And we, by doing this, everybody together, we're making the world such a better, happier, more joyful, grateful place to be in. Amazing. Dana, Max, Pomerantz, thank you so much. This was <laughs> again, you. much needed today. Um, and, um, I'm, I'm grateful for your, uh, wisdom and, you know, life doesn't always turn out the way we want it to, but we can make it what we want it to be. Right. Yes. Yes. You shifted and you found, I think you found the happiness you thought you were going to get with your career, but probably weren't going to get. Exactly. And I'm, you know, and, and the last thing is you can take the the skill sets and the, the moments I, you know, I made a list of all the things that made me feel really good that I did that I experienced in my plan A and I brought them forward into my plan B. And so you can, if you're a creative person, you can still be creative, but maybe in a different way than you had imagined. If you're, um, you know, a people person, you can still connect with people, but in a different way. And, you know, our plan A is not set in stone. And life happens, as we know. And so you have to be open to what the universe is sending you, the direction that the universe has you go in, and always live in faith. Always live in faith and hope that there's a better day ahead. Do not lean into fear. Fear is your inner critic. Do not do it. I love it. If you guys want to find out more about the Be Happy Project, you can follow on Instagram at the Be Happy Project. We'll put that in the summary of this episode. Thank you so much. Enjoy the snow with your daughter 
and um much love and blessings and uh really i really am thank you i'm sending you a big virtual hug from snowy east coast (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you so much have a great one bye maria thank you of course thank you wow 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 i literally wrote in my notes while you guys were talking mid me sobbing um were you sobbing i can't oh see you. yeah i'm literally i thought i heard but i was like oh maybe that's like something else <laughs> no i'm so- whenever you cry i cry and i have no tissues and i'm over here like with my jacket but i wrote down i was just like i just am so grateful and i love the show so much like these conversations maria are so important and it's so mm-hmm. special that you can be as authentic and genuine as you are and just transparent and like whenever you apologize for crying don't i know i can't help and it. i know we tell you it's all like the a time. tick now i know i know <laughs> but it's just you're helping so many people through this so many people so i just wrote that down and had to say it because i'm really grateful for you and for the show and thanks we're helping so it's many sad. people I would add something, but Kelsey, I think you just said that so beautifully. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to echo it. I, uh, it's, we're so lucky. I think like just letting us in is, does so much when you let us in like this. So thank you, Maria. Thanks guys. Yeah. Um, I just thought of something that would really cheer me up. What? Would you guys do anything that would make me really happy right now? Sure. Jeff. Oh no. I'm going to, I'm going to say yes. Jeff didn't want to say yes. Cause I think he knew that. <laughs> telepathically i'm going for it she wants us to sing okay this would make me (laughs) laugh and happy so you guys know i love like i am like a little boy with humor like i (laughs) am gross and like when you really know me you just know i'm like a probably 11 year old boy i'd give you 12 12 12 year old boy inside 12 is good yeah (laughs) so um jeff i would really love to see if you could just stuff an entire donut down your throat okay i'll do it (laughs) (laughs) it could have been so much worse i was gearing up for like i just really want to just see jeff here we go in one bite i want the whole thing in your mouth i'm gonna do as well as i can i'm doing the french coulier And this is a perfect way to end our week. Okay, wait, let me, let me, let me in life, anything you, for the laugh. Fresh uh-huh. coulier. It's a cruller. It's a French cruller, oh. Jeff. Uh-huh. Now we'll make you say it while it's in your mouth. <laughs> Stuff it in. Stuff it in. Come on, Jeff. It's the best you could do. I'll translate. So funny. Oh my god! I just needed a good laugh. Um, (laughs) Jeff, can you sing your um Good News Monday thing while you're in this? (laughs) Wow! (laughs) Wow! That was perfect. <laughs> and to all of our podcast listeners, oh, you're welcome. I'm you're welcome. So sadistic. Any other person would be like, can you guys, I don't even know, do this or do this. Maria's like, stuff a whole donut in your mouth, Jeff. That will make me feel better. I don't know where it comes from, guys, but like, I did tell you, well, yeah, I told you guys the stories. Anyway, let's end the show. Um, if you guys haven't joined us on Patreon, uh, this is a good moment too. Of course, we have um, our ad-free shows there. We have extra shows, but also we have um, our workshops, our healing events, our meditation events. We have some amazing ones coming up that um, will really help you in your journey. And the best part of it is, is I share my access to all the greatest um, you know, 
thought leaders and gurus and healers and doctors on this show every day. But what we do in Patreon is we give you exclusive access to them. You can ask questions. You can be part of a um, a Reiki healing and you can use it and go back to it anytime you want. They're stored in there for you. So join us on Patreon. Just click the link tree in my Instagram at Maria Menunos or in Better Together and join us there. Um, of course, if you haven't subscribed to YouTube, subscribe to YouTube. And we're trying to get to a thousand comments on Apple Podcasts. So if you would take a moment and share your thoughts with us, uh, we would greatly appreciate it. In the meantime, oh, if you like today's episode, check out episode number 114 with Gretchen Rubin, who will provide you a 911 emergency happiness toolkit. She was incredible. In the meantime, you can follow us at Better Together with Maria at The Be Happy Project, at Jeffrey Crane Graham, at Kelsmeyer, too. And remember, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.